This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 6.45 on a Sunday means it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. And I uh, was hearing uh, people talk the other day about, especially during this type of weather, not just the heat, but the haze. Movie theater, great place if you can find one and a film you want to see to get a little reprieve from the weather. Perfect place to be. You're absolutely right. Cool, dark, quiet. Well, maybe not quiet. That's <laughs> what you're watching. True, true. The Dark Tower, how quiet is that one? Well, it's not that quiet. And uh, this is, a, as a significant Stephen King fan, which I am one, uh, and I've read the eight novels that make up the Dark Tower series, some of which are a thousand-plus pages. I've read them more than once. I just could not see how this amazing series of books could ever be jammed into a couple of hours and become a major feature film. Well, we don't even get two hours, just one hour and 35 minutes. And yet somehow, scriptwriter Akiva Goldsmith, who's done such scripts as Angels and Demons and the Insurgent series, as well as the Transformers, The Last Night, has managed to pull off a significant piece of work that should satisfy the most discriminating of fans of the books, as well as offer a satisfying thrill ride for those who may be completely unfamiliar with the stories from Midworld, Keystone Earth, and Fantasy Worlds in between. Idris Elba is the gunslinger. He's descended from King Arthur and the Roundtable Knights, and his two six-guns are said to be forged from the steel that was once the sword Excalibur. He encounters a young boy named Jake, played by Tom Taylor, about age 12, who seems to have behavioral issues at home in present-day New York City with his mother and her new husband. His dad has passed away. Uh, but uh, he's now moved through a portal into one of the many interconnected worlds that exist, and the gunslinger, well, he meets up with him. He has one sole mission. That's to find and stop the man in black. Wonderful play, wonderfully played, Joe, by Matthew McConaughey. He's significantly more evil and significantly more powerful than the devil himself. I won't give away the intricacies of the plot, because they're interesting surprises at every turn, and for followers of the books, you'll quickly learn that this film is inspired by the books. It's based on the books, but it's not trying to tell the story of the books. We get a backstory for Jake that did not previously exist in print, and we gain insight into such interconnected Stephen King works as The Shining and It. Now, this is an excellent movie. It's well-executed and most entertaining. Unfortunately, it has had some very, very bad reviews, and I think that's damaged the box office significantly. Uh, and I'm not sure why the reviews have been poor, but uh, I liked it a great deal. And as I said, Stephen King fan or no Stephen King fan, this is a really interesting film, Joe. All right. That one is uh, The Dark Tower. Uh, the next film, I actually heard uh, Halle Berry say she was being interviewed about this film, saying uh, she came away from it saying that every woman should know self-defense. Uh, yeah, I think that's true, although she doesn't exhibit a whole lot of it in this movie. She <laughs> hits people with shovels and things like that. Uh, I guess that's self-defense. The movie's called Kidnap. Uh, Halle Berry produced and starred in this story about a mother named Carla who loses track of her five-year-old son at an amusement park and she take, uh, because she takes a call on her cell from her lawyer who's telling her that her ex-husband is suing for sole custody. Thus distracted, Carla realizes, as the call finishes, that son Frankie is gone. She frantically runs from place to place and can't find him until she spies him being thrown unwillingly into a car by a stranger. This is every parent's worst nightmare. 
running after the car and ultimately grabbing onto it, screaming and pounding on it. She's thrown off the vehicle, and in the process, she loses her cell phone, the only tool that will made this a non-story with one call to 911. Wouldn't matter anyway, as she's already told us while we're talking with the lawyer that her battery is dying, so that's the setup. And for the rest of the movie, Carla, in her Chrysler minivan, weaves in and out of traffic following her son's abductors. Now, Barry is in literally every scene in the movie, but mostly she just grimaces and she screams a lot. Now, with all due respect to the severe subject matter here, that of child abduction, I found myself laughing at some of the most intense scenes because Barry went so far over the top and just got silly. As the movie progresses and she becomes more and more intense, I found her looking a lot like Michael Jackson in his monster phase of the thriller video, more that than Halle Berry the star. It is a revenge movie at the end of it all. We hope that the right things happen to the right people, but methinks Ms. Berry has overacted far too much, but this is a B-movie at any level. It's not a, a top-rate film. It is entertaining, I have to give it that. It does keep you on the edge of your seat, I have to give it that. And we spent a lot of time yelling at the screen in the early going, saying, you stupid woman, what are you doing? Turn around, look what's happening to your kid. And uh, then we... Um, we encourage her later on as she gets on the trail of these guys. So Kidnap's a good movie. It's not a well-made movie, but it certainly does its job, and I think it's going to do quite well. All right, uh, certainly. And a reminder to keep your cell phone charged at all times. Oh, yes, of course. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, the whole plot of a movie will reel out in front of you because <laughs> you don't have a cell phone. Exactly. Uh, let's uh, move over to uh, Netflix. What's new over there? Yeah, Netflix has the Peanuts movie from uh, 2015. This is the first big-screen Peanuts movie in 35 years. It's the first original project since the death of Peanuts creator Charles Schultz in 2000. Uh, the story is a dual thrust of two different issues, one being Snoopy's work trying to win World War I in the air against his arch-enemy, the Red Baron, uh, the other being Charlie Brown's obsession with the little red-haired girl in what is something of an origin story in terms of that relationship. Uh, Jill, great care was taken in the production of this film not to make it too high-tech or too slick, preserving the more manual drawing look of the original cartoons. Of course, Peppermint Patty, Lucy, and Linus are all in place. This is an excellent depiction of what one might expect the real Charlie Brown to manage, to fail, and to try again. Uh, the rating is PG. It's the Peanuts movie. It's a good film. Uh, I'm glad it's out on Netflix because it's one of those ones I didn't see it when it first came out. I've always wanted to see it. Now I can. Yeah, and it's really worth seeing, Joe. All right. Uh, this is where I leave you. I have seen this one. This one's from 2014. That's right. It's based on the best-selling novel by Jonathan Tropper, who also wrote the screenplay here. It's the story of a Jewish family in the present day who have been off living their respective lives when the death of their father drives them all back to the family home to go through the formal seven-day mourning period. The adult kids don't get along that well for a variety of reasons, and having them all under the same roof for a week is something of a challenge in diplomacy, to say the least. Jane Fonda is Hilary Altman, the just-widowed 70-something uh, woman. Uh, her children here are Wendy, played by Tina Fey, Philip, played by Adam Driver, Judd, played by Jason Bateman, and Paul, played by Corey Stahl. When all the spouses, the exes, and the could-have-beens are factored in, it makes for a house full of conflict, of heartache, a cry for opportunities lost, and for a desire to heal and to connect. Depending on the frame of mind you're in when you sit down in front of this movie, Joe, it depends on how well you will like it. If you're uh, a little bit bummed out about your life in general, this isn't going to help, although it will make you uh, recognize some of the humor in what you're facing. 
All right. Let us move on. Amazon Prime is next up on the list. Yeah, Miss Sloan from last year. This is a great movie. It's an excellent portrayal of a fictional lobbyist in Washington, D.C. named Elizabeth Sloan. She's played by Jessica Chastain. And she takes on, among other things, a very powerful gun lobby. Sloan is sought out by many, is paid much, and has a desire to win that transcends all common sense. When she's hired to follow a specific line of reasoning, she begins to realize that winning may come at a price that both she and the entire country might not be ready to pay. A great cast accompanies her, including Sam Waterston, John Lithgow, and Christine Baranski. Do not let your mind wander while you're watching this one, because the story's so very complex that even missing a line or two or a small part of a scene can leave you on the outside looking in. Uh, that's uh, 14A rating, and the movie is called Miss Sloan. That's on Amazon Prime. That one can be tough, because there's always things going on, and if you, if you miss a few seconds, uh, that can be tough if that puts you behind the whole film. Yeah. And you know what? That's the only downside, in my opinion, to watching a movie on Netflix or Amazon Prime or any kind of streaming, because you typically are doing it at home in an environment where the phone may ring or you have to get up and put the clothes uh, out of the washer into the dryer or somebody at the door, and it does really break the mood. But um, uh, for this one, yeah, if you miss even a couple of lines, you're in trouble. It's a very complicated film. (laughs) All right. Good to know. Uh, What's happening? Uh, Anything new on TV? A couple of things. American Grit, uh, for those who've been watching former WWE star John Cena, put his contestants through their paces for the past 11 weeks on this Fox Network show. You will want to see how it all ends up as the program wraps up tonight with the final challenges and the last person standing taking home the trophy and a few dollars as well. That's on Fox Network tonight. Uh, Also, Jill, for fans of the series Storage Wars, uh, we have a new iteration of this one, Storage Wars Biggest Fights. The Storage Wars franchise keeps expanding as a new show comes out of the stable tonight. It features all the usual players, including Barry Weiss, Daryl Sheets, Jared and Brandy, and Ivy Calvin. The hook this time is that it focuses directly on the clashes between the various factions as they take one another on in the pursuit of getting the very best goods out of the abandoned storage lockers on which they're bidding. And the action goes further afield, too, as Dan and Dave clash in the desert in this first episode of the first season tonight on Arts and Entertainment. That's Storage Wars, Biggest Fights, Joe. Biggest Fights, uh, indeed. All right. Thank you, Rick. We will talk to you again next weekend. You bet. Thanks. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.